podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast with our host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. Um, before we jump into today's topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is resources, handouts, it's got everything you need to become a better basketball coach. So go over and check it out and let's get um, the podcast. So uh, our big topic today is preseason conditioning. Um, how, how have you done that in the past? What things have worked well? Um, and how do you get your players to condition themselves before the season starts? Because, you know... You've got to be more in basketball shape before you even start the season because your body, your body's going to wear and tear. And it's, I think it's super important to get these kids ready to go before even they uh, start the first day of practice. Right. So here's, here's, here's this. I'm going to go on my soapbox for a couple of minutes. First of all, um, I believe in – we've already done a podcast on multi-sport athletes. Believe in them. I think they're awesome. You should do it. My son's one. Check. Okay. Yep you'll love this. So my, I coach volleyball. My son plays volleyball. Third day of practice. I go, you're out of shape. He, he goes, yeah, I'm really out of, and he, because every sport and he's in basketball shape, I think, but he's not in volleyball. It's a different kind of shape and a leg. It's more of a leg shape than a, right. than a conditioning one. But you know, then they're asking me for ice baths and stuff, but, and then especially if you, if you, you know, if you're a cross country runner or you're a football player or whatever sport, you know, maybe you have a girl swimmer and she's also a basketball player, whatever. Those are all great. They should do them. They're working on one specific system, but they're, none of those systems really correlate well. Probably volleyball is one of the closer ones. Really correlate well with basketball conditioning, which is a, slot, is it, which is a slow, fast, slow, fast, stop, slow, fast. You know, you think about a football game, you know, they got to go fast for – 10 seconds and then they get, you know, how, how many, like 30 seconds, 40 seconds to rest. Um, you know, in a basketball game, it's, it's a constant speed. So I think, I think preseason conditioning is, is extremely important. And we're lucky our school does kind of a sports wide one where, you know, they work on all the systems. They work on, you know, lateral movement. They do all sorts of things. And it's an early morning thing. So not, you know, the, a lot of the false athletes don't do it, but um, it's a great way to get in shape and especially those athletes that aren't playing fall sports that are going into basketball, going and playing at the park or with your friends is not really getting you in shape. <laughs> um, it's getting you kind of in shape, but I don't know if you're necessarily that much, you're going to be that farther along than some of the, your friends who are playing or cross running cross country or playing another sport. So um, if you're if you're a, if you're a coach or a player, there's you need to come up with a system and a program to to help in the preseason. That's my opinion. If you want to hit the ground running that first day of tryouts, if you don't want the shin splints, if you don't want to be tired in class, if you don't want to be gassed, there's other things that go into that with nutrition and all those kind of things. But you have to be. I mean, the funny thing is, a lot of these guys, if they if they started playing after the end of July, it would be fine. The problem is there's August, September, October before that season starts. <laughs> uh, so my point when I think about preseason conditioning is just the struggle of time. Once the season starts, it's so we're so composed. We are such in a stress for time within our practice, you know, and yeah. then sometimes true conditioning gets out of the way 
And then, you know what? If your team isn't well-conditioned early in the season, um, you know, or, or if they are, those are great opportunities to win games early if you are more conditioned than your opponent. Right. But, but it is something that tends to get kind of sucked out of your practice early on because you feel like you've got to get everything in, which, you know, as coaches, we, you got to make that plan. But I, right. I think, you know, conditioning before the season starts allows coaches a little bit more flexibility uh, to do things within their practice to get prepared for their first game of the season. Well, so I, I think, yeah, I think, I think why behind it, I think in, 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 in some respects uh, to it increases the opportunity for a team to progress sooner uh, than later. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I, um, I think <laughs> there's lots of things. That's why, we, and that's why we've decided we're going to take a month and do preseason stuff because I think the key is you kind of have to look at mapping things out. You know, I've been guilty of losing shooting during during the season, not spending enough time on shots, and and conditioning is the same way. Now, there's going to be coaches that are listening to this that are going to say to themselves, "Well, we condition within our practice. We're that intense. If you are that intense." bless you let's talk um if you can go and do that for 90 minutes boom 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 you probably don't need to condition them very much but you need to get to the point where they can do that (laughs) uh i just don't know i I don't know if that's truly 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 possible as much as people try to say like do everything within our drills i just think there's sometimes that you know true conditioning and true running just needs to happen Right. I think it's a base. There's some sort of base that needs to be set. Um, You know, and and the thing is, I'm working on both types. I'm working on anaerobic and, you know, I'm working on all of them. I'm working, you know, can they run distance? Can they, I mean, do do you run a mile whenever you play a basketball game? Never. Like, but you might run a mile total. Um, Right. So, you know, it's, it is about short spurts. It's about quick recovery time. It's about all those things, but how you, how you get them ready for that is, is, um, I, yeah, I think, I think it will put you as a coach that's listening to this. I think it will put you ahead of opponents early, you know, by January, we're probably all the same unless you get your team gets the flu or something, or, you know, you have to reset, but or everybody gets a cold or something like that. But I think, I think preseason, you, you can definitely, you know, systems and programs can, can get a jump on other programs if they're in shape, in my opinion. You know, I love that. Go ahead. I think your opinion is great. I think what it really comes down to, and I, I see a lot of high schools and the high schools I've worked at before, is that it seems like athletic programs within a high school work in isolation. I think that it's much better for your high school to work in with togetherness and say all right so if I'm a fall sport athlete uh, coach you know maybe I support winter conditioning or if I'm a spring coach maybe the winter coaches support conditioning and do that because I don't know how every state is within contact but you know if you could get other coaches to support the other uh, other athletes conditioning you know it would make it makes a huge uh, a huge growth for all of the sports. I just feel often that teams are constantly working in isolation when we should all be working together. Well, it's no different. It's an extension of the weight room. You know, it's, right. it's an extension of, so, so what I think it does is it, 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 it brings the team together before the teams act. I mean, there's kids that are conditioning that probably won't make teams. I don't know. I mean, but it happens. It happens. It's, it's no different than kids lifting weights maybe and don't make the football team. But the, the I think the conditioning thing, can build camaraderie. I think you're right within a school with, but also within the team, um, you know, and, 
and depending on where you're listening, as people listen all over the world, maybe your maybe your association doesn't allow that sort of thing. The kids can do it. No one can tell the bunch of kids that they can't get together and run a hill out in the back of the school. Um, so the it can be it can always be kid driven. Like you know, the kids want to do it, and you give them a little direction, yeah, they can maybe do you, that. You think outside the box, you know, we're yeah. in, we're we're in now in a generation where you can create videos very quickly of certain things you want kids to do, getting things out there, you know, uh, using utilizing their phones and so forth to be able to do things at the at at the luxury of a quick a quick touch of their phone, they'd be able to access different conditioning things. Right. to make it very easy it's 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 about you and what you uh, put that in front of them and then you got to constantly emphasize and encourage you know you are what you emphasize within your program so if you really emphasize pre uh, pre-season conditioning it's got to be something that it's talked about over and over and emphasize all the time right and the thing is you know i we you can do hills like the, the you know we're in wisconsin the badgers do hills and as you're running the hill you see purdue and then you see michigan state you see signs you can there's all sorts of creative ways to get the kids motivated um to do these kind of things um and i in you know again if nothing else it's it's a lifelong fitness thing for them you're teaching them how to get in shape and to you know do things together and do it as a group and you know those are all successful things in my opinion but all right anything else on preseason conditioning uh no uh the full time out today and i had i was oh, at the gym today oh you were Good for you uh, i was and uh i've been really working working real hard uh what is your suggestions for muscle recovery for your players muscle recovery i'm a big ice bath guy i love ice okay. baths <laughs> um that's a great question. I'm not sure if I have a specific thing for muscle recovery. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more um, conscious of their, how their bodies are feeling and talking to them about, you know, their legs. Like I know my, like I was saying, my volleyball guys after Saturday's practice, I think they thought they were, cause we had, we played four matches on Friday. Then we practiced on Whoa. Saturday. <laughs> Yeah. So I got them up. They were in the gym by 10 the next day and we didn't get out of there until probably nine or 10 the night before and their legs were gone. So, you know, I'm also talking to them. It's a, it was a more of a defensive practice. You know, I was right. doing, we weren't doing as much jumping. It was more passing. So I think, you know, as I've gotten older, that's kind of, I'm trying to read their bodies a little bit. Um, you know, in my twenties th and thirties, I probably said, Oh, we're going to have a full practice three hour. Oh, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to read them. So my muscle recovery, probably that's probably the best. Cause I know they're teenage boys and they're eating like crap for the most part and not getting enough sleeps because school hasn't started yet. And, um, but what do you do? Uh, I am going to say that my, my new love for muscle recovery is yoga. Ooh, um, I like that. Uh, it, uh, there's about, about a couple of basketball DVDs out there for yoga. Uh, I started doing yoga the last couple months ago and just my body, my spine, the recovery from working out is fantastic. Uh, my last year coaching high school basketball, we did yoga. And then another thing is, uh, ending practice with static stretching, which is a very similar correspondence to, uh, yoga and just, you know, it's a great way to talk to your guys as they stretch out and stretch out each other. Instead of just ending your practice with a breakdown, you end with, Static stretching, really forcing them to stretch out their muscles and, and, and emphasizing hydration is a great way for recovery. I love that. That's a great idea. I love the static thing too. I love yeah, that at the end. Yep. A great uh, way know, to keep them focused. 
Right. Okay. And so you're talking and they're stretching. They teach, they learn that routine. And then it's, you know, it's a good way to talk to your guys while they're just kind of emphasizing and focusing on, on stretching their muscles, you know? That's great. All right. Perfect. Till next week, coach. All right. Sounds good. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.